I agreed to get pregnant and be a surrogate for my sister and her husband by sleeping with him. But now I am regretting it. I'm a 25-year-old female and her husband is in his late 30s. For most of my life, my sister Alice has been wanting kids, but she has been unable to carry a baby full term, in part due to endometriosis. She was in a lot of pain and had to have a hysterectomy. Alice and her husband Ben have fostered five children and have adopted two children with autism. And they are great parents. They have a good home environment and are financially very well off, but recently, Bend, and after a while, Alice, was bitten by the urge to have a kid biologically related to them because they wanted a chance to do things right and provide the best start in life. Those are their views, not mine. So they asked me to be their traditional surrogate and said that they would cover all costs, legal, medical, etc. associated with it. They would be also paying off my student debt, renting a two-bedroom apartment for three plus years, and giving me a substantial amount of cash. I said, sure, it'll be nine months of my life in exchange for being set up for quite some time and my immediate family thinks it's a great idea. However, when I said sure, I was expecting something along the lines of an IUI where we go to the doctor to get Ben's sperm prepared, me getting shots basically, basically the whole artificial insemination package. But Alice and Ben have asked me to, well, get pregnant the traditional way. Their rationale is that number one, it's the cheapest way. Number two, they don't want to go to the hospital given the virus and the pandemic. And number three, they think babies conceived naturally are healthier slash the pregnancy would be safer without the chemicals. But I just can't get over the ick factor. And even if this was going to take place at home, I think a syringe would work fine. Am I going loony for thinking of going back on my word? Is their request reasonable? My immediate family doesn't see anything wrong with it and has been congratulating my sister on her impending baby. On the other hand, if I do give this up, am I also mad for passing up what is essentially $200,000, especially in this economy now? So would I be the jerk for saying no after already agreeing? As a few people have pointed out already, this is straight out of the handmaid's tale. I really feel for the OP here because some people might not have any problems with this at all, but you can clearly tell that she does not feel okay with it. We can only assume that her sister Alice is okay with it, but the OP is not, and I I think that's where this whole conversation should end, not by thinking of the money that you could make by doing this. I mean, how long will the psychological aspect of this last? Maybe the rest of your life if it's something that you really don't want to do. And the OP has a good point. Why couldn't they just use a syringe at home or anything, really, a turkey baster? Like in Don't Breathe, if you guys have ever seen that movie. That is a very sad part of that movie, but at least you don't have to be fully traditional in the way they're describing here. $200,000 is an incredible incredible amount of money, but it's nowhere near worth it if this is going to psychologically damage her in any way. And that much seems obvious here. There were some other good points that were brought up, like this whole thing could take many attempts. How many times has Ben had to do it with the OP here until she actually ends up getting pregnant? Are they going to keep doing it over and over and over and over again every day until there's some sort of pregnancy result? Because that could be a while. And what if it never happens? What do you do then? So if you were in this exact situation, let me know what you would do down below. My mom lied to me and my real dad just showed up for the first time in my life. My dad died when I was eight years old. Well, the man I thought was my dad did. My mom dated other men, but she's never remarried or had a serious live-in boyfriend. So I've basically 
been without a dad since I was eight years old. But earlier today, this man came into my work. I work in a movie theater in the concession stand. And when this man came in, he kept letting people go ahead of him in line until I was done helping the customer I was with. I didn't think anything at first, but this guy was kind of nervous trying to talk to me. He asked what I recommended to eat and asked what kind of movies I liked. He seemed friendly but shy. And I was just being polite and making conversation like we're supposed to with customers. Anyway, he paid and left. I didn't see when his movie finished because it was busy. Or maybe he didn't even watch a movie. I don't know. Anyway, I got off of work a little bit ago and when I got home, that same man was in my living room talking to my mom and it kind of just creeped me out. And my mom started panicking when I asked who he was. And she just kept saying, he's no one, he's leaving. But the man said he wasn't leaving until we talked and said she needs to tell me the truth. Well, you can guess from the title, he said he was my dad. I just felt this twist in my stomach. My mom started rambling and saying that my dad that died was my real dad and how much he loved me and took care of me and that this doesn't change that. The thing is, something happened last year that made me question my mom about my dad and my medical history. She said she didn't know anything about it, but today I just yelled at her that she could have just told me then and there that he wasn't my biological father, but she didn't. I asked if this man was telling the truth and she just started crying and nodding. I guess I didn't notice at the theater because it's never something I would even think of, but looking at him, it's pretty clear we're related since he looks so much like me. Or I guess I look like him is more accurate. He tried to talk to me and swore he never knew I existed or he would have been in my life. My mom didn't deny any of this. I asked her if this man was dangerous or a hurtful ex or something. He was offended and she assured me it wasn't that at all. She wanted to sit down and talk, but I just felt so nauseous and so overwhelmed. So I just grabbed my keys and I told my mom I was staying at my best friend Josh's house for the night. I came here and Josh was sympathetic and let me vent, but he fell asleep and now I'm just here awake and my brain won't shut off. I feel so betrayed by my mom. How could she not tell me the truth? When I was little, I understand, but I'm old enough to know where I come from. It feels so unfair that she denied me a father for half of my life. I love my dad that died and I still miss him, but I've wanted a father for so long. There's so much I've gone through where I feel like having a dad would have been so much easier and better. I love my mom and she's been incredible raising me, but it's not the same thing as having a dad, especially when this guy is my actual dad and it seems like he would have been there if he knew. I don't know what to say to him or to my mom. I know I have to go home eventually, but I just don't know what I'm supposed to say or do. He probably hates me and thinks I'm a crybaby because I cried and stormed out. I feel lost. So fast forwarding into the future, I went home and talked to my mom. I was much calmer with a clearer head and was ready to hear what she had to say. I probably learned more than anyone should ever have to about their own conception. It turns out my father isn't a horrible ex. My mom didn't cheat on my adoptive dad or anything like that. I'm just the product of a one night stand. My mom said she was out partying by herself at a bar and met my dad who was celebrating his 25th birthday alone. She said she had just been dumped by her fiance, not my adoptive dad, a different man, the week before because she had learned from her doctor that it was virtually impossible for her to have children naturally. She said her and my dad used protection and yet somehow she still got pregnant with me and that I'm her miracle baby considering the circumstances. She went back to the hotel that he took her to after she found out she was pregnant, but they couldn't find any information on my dad ever staying there. He didn't give his actual first name. There's more information on that coming up. She said this was before social media was a thing, so she couldn't just search him up online like we can do nowadays. So she decided she would just raise me on her own. She also admitted that she panicked when my biological dad showed up because to her, he was literally just a guy she knew for 
one night 17 years ago. She didn't really know who he was now or if he was going to try and get custody of me or if I was going to run away with him or something. She admits she could have been calmer from the beginning and maybe we could have talked and sorted it out that night, but I don't blame her for it. As for my adoptive dad, the man that raised me, she said that she didn't meet him until I was almost two years old. They got married when I was three. He officially adopted me after they got married. She showed me the adoption certificate. Reflecting on it now, I realized I've never seen pictures of he and I when I was a baby, just pictures of me as a toddler and up. She said he accepted me as his own and loved me and being a father to me. I told her my biological dad showing up doesn't rewrite history. I'll never not see my adoptive father as my father. If anything, it makes me love him even more because he treated me and loved me as his own flesh and blood. I also ended up talking to my dad. He left his number, which my mom gave to me. We met up for lunch. He confirmed my mom's whole story. I gave him a hard time about using a fake name, but it wasn't so cut and dry. He said he goes by his middle name, which is what he told her that night. He showed me his business card, which does have the name he told my mom on that night. And since I've looked him up using the name he gave my mom, which nowadays he's very easy to find with it, his entire online presence uses his middle name. He has comments on his Facebook from friends and family calling him by that name going back years. Apparently, he only goes by his actual first name for legal and business reasons like checking into a hotel. He said that night he was depressed that his best friend didn't live to celebrate their 25th birthday together. They had the same birthday and that's why he drove to our town to get away from everyone and everything back home for a night. He apologized a million times and said he would have been in my life if he had known. Especially because I had inherited a medical condition from him and it really sucked dealing with it and having to learn to adjust to it alone. He was diagnosed with it when he was 19 years old so he knew what I went through. I could tell that he genuinely felt awful about it. I asked him how he even found out about me and apparently he has a son who's only five months younger than me. So his ex-wife, his son's mom is a teacher and saw a picture that my school's website posted of the academic team I'm on. She had sent it to my dad thinking it might be related to him because we look so alike. He said he has a brother he hadn't spoken with in over 20 years so they both initially thought that I could be his nephew but he found my Instagram which is public and he said he saw a picture of me and my mom on it and instantly recognized her and knew I was his. And I know people will ask me but no he did not cheat on his ex-wife with my mom. He didn't meet her until a couple of months after the night with my mom. He even admitted that they only got married because she got pregnant early in the relationship and they're divorced now because they're not actually compatible. He offered proof and to even call her himself right there to confirm but I told him it wasn't necessary. He had visited my mom earlier that day that he visited me at work and confirmed with her that even though he already knew between my face and the math lining up but he said he went to the theater anyway because even though he had seen pictures of me he said he had to see me for himself in person. He said we still need to do a DNA test to establish paternity and so he could add me onto his insurance. Between our faces, my birthday, and us having the same rare medical condition, it's obvious that he's my dad. Even the waitress made a nonchalant comment about us being father and son. He asked if we could start having visits to get to know each other and I of course said yes. I want to know him. Even though I still feel some anger at him and I don't really even know why exactly to be honest. I want to have him in my life. My mom said I can't go to his house for Christmas or even at all. He lives hours away until she feels comfortable with me leaving to visit him but she said he can come and visit on Christmas night and we'd go from there. At the end of lunch I brought out my debit card to pay my half of the meal. I didn't really know what the etiquette is for a first lunch with a biological parent as a teenager. He just laughed and said, I'm his son and I don't have to pay for anything when I'm with him. I don't know why, but that made me feel really good. And then he made a joke about owing my mom 17 years of child support anyway, which really just eased the whole situation. 
He walked with me to my car and gave me a hug, which made me start crying. I know it's cringy, and I was embarrassed that I was crying in the middle of a diner parking lot, but I just felt an instant connection to him when he hugged me, even though he's still basically a stranger to me. He said some stuff to me while he was hugging me, and just let me cry for a couple of minutes. It's still early, I know, but I can tell he's a good man. Regardless of who he was when he met my mom and whatever happened that night, I mean, he sought me out after learning learning about me, so that has to count for something, right? He could have pretended he never saw my Instagram or even after talking to my mom and her sending him away or after meeting me at the movie theater or after I stormed out when he came to talk that same night. He had so many chances to walk away, but he didn't give up. That shows me that he really does want to have a relationship with me. Now my issue is scrambling to find him a last minute Christmas present. I have no idea what to get him. He's a lawyer. So from what I could tell from Googling him and the address he gave me, He's rich. He probably has everything he already wants, but I need to find some ideas for what a man in his early 40s would want or be able to make use of as a Christmas present. For those of you that wanted to know what happened on Christmas, there was one last final update where the OP said, in short, it was the best Christmas I've had in years. So my dad ended up FaceTiming me on Christmas morning while he was at his parents' house. He had told them about me the night before and they didn't want to wait to meet me, so we video chatted for a little bit. They seemed like really nice people. They just kept complimenting me, my academic achievements and saying how I look so much like my dad when he was my age. They want to meet me soon, but they live a few hours away, so we'll take some time to set something up. I also briefly talked to my half-brother on the same call. Our dad kind of put us on the spot. I think he was just excited for us to meet. We say hi, we say Merry Christmas, he said it back, and then he told our dad, I don't know what you want me to say before walking away. So yeah, not the introduction I was imagining. But he and I are set to meet on person on New Year's Eve, so I'm hoping that meeting goes a lot better. My dad showed up alone on Christmas night. My half-brother was at his mom's house for Christmas and brought two huge boxes of Christmas gifts. He bought me a ton of clothes and shoes, practically a whole new wardrobe. And I can see myself wearing most of the stuff he brought. He also got me an iPad Pro and a gaming PC. He said he wanted to give me a PS5, but they're notoriously hard to get, so he's going to keep an eye out and grab me one as soon as he can. He also brought my mom a few things, which I think really surprised her, but she was very grateful. I felt really bad that I only got him one gift in comparison, but thankfully he really liked it. I thought he didn't at first because he started crying looking at all the pictures of me and started apologizing again, saying he was sorry he was never there. But he did say he loved it and it was a very thoughtful gift. He especially loved that I made a page for us for our first Christmas photo and that I asked if we could fill out the rest of the album together. So this story ended up having a very wholesome ending. I guess the mom really had no idea what to expect when he came to this dad because she had all those thoughts like maybe he would steal the son away or do all this potentially harmful stuff to the son. But it sounds like the dad is a really good guy. He seems incredible incredibly remorseful that he couldn't have been there through the son's entire life, the OP's whole life. I mean, that really seems to have rattled him. I feel like in a lot of situations like this, the missing parent can oftentimes be totally indifferent or not care at all. So it's pretty incredible to see a parent that would care this much. It's the best you could hope for, really. I do wonder what the mom's intention was by not letting the OP know that his adoptive dad wasn't his biological dad for so long. Maybe there was something in there that was just really hard to communicate or to let go, or maybe she wanted to keep up the illusion because she thought that it made the OP happy that the adoptive dad was the biological dad. I mean, this biological 
biological dad seems incredibly thoughtful. I mean, he's even getting gifts for the mom in this situation and all kinds of specifically chosen gifts that the OP would want. So this was a big story. Let me know what you guys would do down below in the comments if you were the OP here. If you guys haven't already subscribed to the channel with notifications turned on, don't forget to hit that bell and follow the Am I the Jerk podcast on every major podcast platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Listen to the next story that's linked in the description down below. It's a really good one, and I'll see you guys next time.